Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show where I collect my handpicked stories in InfoSec, technology, and humanity, and talk about why they matter. You can subscribe to the Companion newsletter, which also functions as the show notes, at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. All right, welcome to episode 54. I'm going to start with information security news. Britain has passed what people are calling the most extreme surveillance law ever passed in a democracy. Introduced by Theresa May in 2012 and just now passed, the bill will basically require every internet provider to log every customer's top-level browsing history in real time and store it for up to a year. The law also allows intelligence agencies to hack into citizen computers and devices There's also supposedly some protection for journalists and medical professionals, but the protection does not seem robust. Poison Tap is a new project by Sammy Kamkar that uses a Raspberry Pi system to plug into an unattended computer, and it basically massively backdoors the system. So it captures insecure HTTP traffic, Um, and creates a backdoor that could be accessed remotely and a few other nasty things. And it works even after the device is removed. So basically you have an unattended laptop, you plug this thing in, it does its magic, you take it out, and that laptop is compromised uh, until the state is basically reset uh, with the browser. So if you're in a place where your laptop won't be stolen, and you're happy with getting up and going to the restroom, but you're still worried about physical access to your laptop, the best defense is to basically have your entire file system encrypted, first of all. You should always have that. Um, But put your computer into sleep before you walk away. And again, this is assuming that you're not worried about someone just grabbing it. But if you put it into sleep before you walk away, basically keeps your browser out of memory, which means this attack won't work against the browser. It's a fantastic attack. It shows again how awesome Sammy is, and also that physical access remains incredibly dangerous. The U.S. Army has developed something they're calling a phaser, which can take out an army of drones or really anything else with circuitry with uh, a single shot. So this includes phones, tablets, even cars. It's basically a high-powered directional microwave EMP blast that fries circuitry before surge protection even has a chance to kick in. It also has a radar system that tracks air-based systems like drones and aims directly at them to fire the blast. Uh, I wrote a while back about needing to be able to defend against like, say, a swarm of tiny drones like insects. And this appears to be one of the military's answers to that kind of threat. NIST has released a new IoT security guideline called 800-160. Its main focus is to address security concerns throughout the system's engineering process rather than after the fact. NIST fellow Ron Ross called it the most important document he's ever worked on at NIST in over 20 years. 
two researchers at Cornell are using supervised learning to determine whether a person is likely to be a criminal or not based on a still image of their face. They studied 1,856 faces controlled for race, gender, age, and facial expression, and about half of them were convicted criminals. One of the most interesting findings was that non-criminal faces are more similar to each other than criminal faces. I find the research to be simultaneously intriguing and alarming. The use and abuse cases are legion. A Chinese company called Shanghai ADUPS technology has been stealing text messages and call records from cheap Android phones sold on Amazon and through Best Buy. My recommendation is to purchase technology from companies where one, you trust the company you're buying from, and two, where the company has some significant measure of control over what they're ultimately selling you. For phones, this basically means to me Apple and Google Pixel. If you have two Apple devices connected with the same iCloud account, call history information like who you called, what calls were missed, call durations, are stored in the Apple Cloud and could be retrieved by Apple and law enforcement. It's pretty well understood that this happens with other data like contacts and calendar, but there could be some surprise about it also including call data. To me, it's really not that surprising. Anything you do to keep two devices synced automatically implies it's stored in a third location. Only question I have is how that data, whether it's call data or contacts or whatever, is going to be protected and who's allowed to see it and under what circumstances. SSL labs will be changing their grades for 2017, essentially making it harder to get top scores. So triple DES will get you a lower score. You'll need forward secrecy to get an A. Authentic authenticated encryption will be ranked higher than CBC. Cypher suites will have grading changes and SHA-1 will be deprecated. Technology news. Future iPhones could be made in America as Apple has asked Foxconn to consider US manufacturing the cost difference would be staggering, and that's likely to kill it outright, outright, in my opinion. But it is a fascinating idea. Airbnb is expanding its services to include experiences, which basically means events or outings. So it's opening up from pure rentals to being more about anything you could do while you're traveling much more of an overall travel play versus just where you're staying, basically. Some of this could be pure expansion or some of it could be pivoting because of the friction they're facing in the rental space. Apple's delayed AirPods may be shipping towards the end of November or perhaps the beginning of December, uh, just in time for holiday shopping. They've received far more attention than most anyone anticipated I actually figured that they would. Um, I think that they and similar offerings that will come afterwards are going to significantly upgrade mobile computing by taking the friction and annoyance 
out of both speaking and listening while mobile. Human news. CRISPR gene editing is tested in a human for the first time. A Chinese team has injected a human with cells that contain edited genes using this new technique. So CRISPR is basically the physical editing of genes and then injecting those cells into people in order to fix a problem. In this case, it was used to try to address an aggressive form of lung cancer. But the idea is for it to be able to fix many things in the future. It's basically finding a flaw, editing your actual genes to fix or address it, and then injecting you with the fixed version. It's basically the hottest thing in biotech right now. Tend.ai lets you teach robots how to perform manual tasks, all managed through the cloud. So you could basically automate 3D printing of items, the pushing of buttons, whatever. The only thing I think about when I, when I hear about this technology is how many jobs this type of tech can make obsolete. Harvard researchers discover a promising new brain network that looks to be tied to human consciousness. So we've been searching for the biological foundation for human consciousness for a long time, and that this looks to be significant progress in that area. The largest collection of oil ever found in America was just discovered in Texas. Not likely to do good things for the price of oil. Well, depending on your perspective. Gallup's eight interesting takeaways from the election. This is an interesting collection of lessons learned. Ideas, trends, and statistics. Solving other people's problems is easier than solving your own, according to a new research. This seems to reduce the idea, reduce to the idea that more abstract thinking enhances creativity. So a few recommendations from the system. Think about loose couplings of people in your business who can quickly exchange ideas and, le and less on few static employees with rigid structure. Uh, use your peers, swap problems with somebody, and disassociate yourself however you can when you've been too close to a problem for too long. I think we should expect ISPs to start blocking far more inbound connections to consumer IP ranges in their networks. So they're already allowed to do this in their contracts, but I think we should expect to see them actually enforcing these provisions due to the dangers caused by IoT devices. They'll also likely start proactively scanning for listeners and checking to see if they're vulnerable. This won't defend against outbound meet in the middle connectivity where the IOT devices basically meet in the cloud to be managed by like a mobile application, kind of like Citrix or go to meeting or something like that. But this will help a little bit. And I think the overall solution to the IOT security problem is likely to be a thousand tiny things rather than 10 big ones. A VR engineer 
has written a post discussing how he experiences sadness after leaving long periods in virtual reality. First, it's basically a physical unease caused by objects being different, like you can't touch them or they seem weird. And then there's an unhappiness associated with not being able to interact with the world in the way that he could before. So like a loss of powers. These are examples of of new problems that we'll have to learn how to deal with as we start exposing our brains to new inputs like VR and AR. And some recommended links. Got a link here for probably the best cognitive, cognitive biases collection I've ever seen. Got a link here to a book summary for Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. Unbelievable book about the main ways humans can be manipulated. And it's a very well done summary. It's not my summary. It's actually someone else's, but it's fantastic link. There's a new image sharpening technology called Razor released by Google, and it basically uses machine learning to fill in detail and fuzzy images. And it massively enhances them. It looks like it's been taken with a much better camera at much better range. How to decrypt TLS traffic using Wireshark. Really cool write up there. And a collection of free video-based computer science courses. Got a link to that. Announcements, tips, and miscellaneous. I'll be doing a bug crowd webinar with Jeremiah Grossman and Richard Rushing on five critical security issues for 2017. And I've got the link where you can sign up. And the quote for this week, men are born ignorant, not stupid. They are made stupid by education. That is by Bertrand Russell. All right. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to check out the companion newsletter, which also serves as show notes. If you're not already subscribed, you can do so at danielmiesler.com slash newsletter. And if you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and share it on social media. Take care of yourself and we'll see you next time.